Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys as always for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I also wanted to quickly shout out all of you guys um, for two things. One, your continued support on the Instagram lives, you know, recapping the games just after they happen. Like, honestly, it's been awesome, especially now that a lot of people are asking questions and interacting with one another. I think it's great. So thank you guys so much for for all of that. It's a lot of fun to do. And as I mentioned before, obviously you guys see, you know, my man Stan, and I know that a lot of you are asking, but I'm here to tell you that do not fret. Uh, my co-host David will be returning very, very soon. So please uh, stay patient with that. Uh, the second thing I wanted to actually thank you guys for is all the voting and support you guys showed me on the Puck Wave on Instagram and their podcast. Please go check them out. Uh, the Puck Wave's March Madness uh, bracket. Uh, I got to the final four of that, and I ended up losing to uh, Jonas Miementhaler. Um, and he's currently matched up in the final against Jesper Broquist. Um, which, by the way, if you guys are not following any of these guys on Instagram, highly recommend that you do. They, they have some really great, hilarious Devils content. But thank you guys all for all the voting that you did to even get me that far to the final four. Um, obviously it would have been great if we, we would have kept it going, but uh, all good things must come to an end. Right. Uh, regardless though, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of that support. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, 100%. So thank you guys for that. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the hockey podcast network are sponsored as always by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And guys, we talked about it in the last episode, but I'll mention it again. You have the men's and women's Final Four coming up in just a couple of days. The NHL, the NCAA's Frozen Four, featuring several future New Jersey Devils, is also going to be kicking off in a couple of days. Major League Baseball is starting, if you guys are listening to this on Thursday, today. It should be opening day. So you got that. And as I mentioned before, the Stanley Cup playoffs, as well as the NBA playoffs, are just a few, very, very few weeks away. So with all those awesome sporting events going on, 
You already know DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one place to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. So, if you want to get in on the action, this sounds like it sounds like a good thing for you. I got a deal for you. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, sign up, use our promo code THPN, and don't forget to tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And as always, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil State of Mind Podcast. And always remember to bet responsibly. This is going to be a relatively short episode. I don't like always doing short episodes, but I like to keep the consistent content for all of you guys. Um, Really, the main and number one topic we're going to discuss is, first and foremost, we're going to recap the Devils game um, back on Monday against the New York Islanders. And I do have some things I want to uh, somewhat get my get off my chest from that game. I also want to look ahead to what I feel the Devils in particular, Lindy Ruff, need and should do in these last, you know, handful of games that we got here. Um, because I think it's it's really going to be about just having momentum and gaining momentum as you get ready for playoff hockey. So that's going to be our main discussion for today. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So let's get into recapping the Devils game on Monday against the New York Islanders. Devils traveling to Belmont for their final matchup against the Islanders this season. And obviously, this was the first game of the Devils coming in after qualifying, after officially qualifying for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And clearly, at this point, you know, in this season and knowing that we've already accomplished the first goal of getting into the dance, it's about getting on a roll, getting that chemistry really, you know, at, at its highest peak and going into the playoffs with momentum. Because I think that that's really what's going to help this team get themselves off to the start that they want once the playoffs get underway. And I do want to shout out all of you Devils fans that went out to Belmont to support the red and black for this game. It has been great to see all season long how much our, you know, this fan base just goes out to all these different arenas, regardless of where it is. I think it's absolutely tremendous. And so I saw a lot of red and black in the stands. Uh, this was definitely a game that I was hoping to try to go to. Um, but I think considering the outcome, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more uh, okay with the fact that I didn't end up going to this one. I will say right away that I don't know if this is a whole team problem or more of a coaching problem, and even more particularly with Lindy Ruff, but this team has not gotten off to a good start in a game probably since the Anaheim game on that West Coast trip a couple months back. Because we seem to always start off slow, which we really shouldn't considering how fast and how talented our team is and how youthful our team is. You would want these guys to get off and rolling right away. But for some reason, even in games that we end up winning, and in some cases, even when we you know dominate a team, we don't get off to a good start. We usually pretty much uh, don't do a whole lot in the first period. 
And that was pretty much the case in the first 20 minutes of this one. I mean, it, it clearly the Devils relied very heavily on Vitek Vanacek to make some really big time saves to keep the Islanders at first off the scoreboard. And so this was clearly, this clearly looked like one of those games where it was going to be a drag it out playoff type game, which is good for this young Devils team because it allows them to learn and, and get a, somewhat of a taste of what um, what they're going to see much more often once the playoffs get underway. Uh, but this period, the Devils did not go unscathed as Pierre Engvall was able to score on a rebound. And it really started with Ryan Graves falling down, trying to pin Kyle Palmieri, former New Jersey Devil, uh, to the boards. Instead, he completely missed him. Palmieri gets a breakaway. Uh, VTech makes a really good save, but Engvall left all alone, literally nobody else playing defense there. And Engvall ends up scoring to make it one, nothing. And again, another defensive breakdown, another defensive breakdown. And I don't, I don't get why this continues to happen every game and nothing changes. If it happens for a game or two, all right. But when it happens almost every single game that when you look at the goals that we end up giving up and the amount of times it's because of a defensive breakdown and we're just leaving guys wide open. How do these things not get corrected? You know, I know the devils don't have a whole lot of days where they could actually practice and really have a legit practice, but at the same time, even at morning skate, this needs to be addressed. This has to be worked on in some degree. Um, but clearly it wasn't there and the Islanders took the one nothing lead and that's where things stood after 20 minutes of play. So again, Devils really didn't get off to the best start. Even though they were only outshot 10 to 9 uh, in the first period, you already know my feelings on shots on goal, that it really doesn't matter fully. Um, the Devils were pretty much dominated. They pretty much were dominated, and it didn't look good. Now you go to the second period, and again, the Devils still were not doing you know, tremendous work. I mean, even when they got opportunities, Ilya Sorokin just stood on his head and, and played like the top goaltender that he is. And then the Devils had to go to the penalty kill, you know, just about more or less about five minutes into the game. And this was kind of one of those worrisome moments where you're thinking, considering how things are going, this may look like it's going to end up being two nothing, but the Devils did a pretty good job of, you know, kind of denying the Islanders of some opportunities and then he got an opportunity where Eric Hall flipped the puck off the bench, down the ice, was able to get around the defenseman, create a breakaway opportunity, go from his forehand to his back and through the legs of Sorokin and in, a shorthanded goal for the Devils. And more importantly, we have a tie hockey game. And for Eric Hall, his second shorthanded goal of the year, also his ninth overall goal of the year, and the eighth. Uh, shorthanded goal the Devils have scored this year. That was also the sixth shorthanded goal given up by the Islanders this season. So clearly they've uh, given up more than I'm sure that they would like to. But you were hoping that after that, the Devils would, you know, grab the momentum and finally get into their game. And it looked like things were starting to turn a little bit, but the Islanders kept pushing. And then with about five and a half minutes to go in the period, Kyle Palmieri gets the puck, goes up the left side into the zone. Looked like he was going to take a shot on his uh, forehand, but then he ended up circling around the net on his backhand, waiting, waiting, waiting. There was traffic in front of the net. He lifts the puck on his backhand over the shoulder of Vitek Vanacek and in, 
and the Islanders grabbed the lead back, this time making it 2-1. to one. Kyle Palmieri once again scoring against his former team, getting his 14th of the season. And like I said, the Islanders grabbed the 2-1 to one lead, and that's where things stood after two periods of play. So through 40 minutes, again, the Devils just didn't seem like they had a whole lot of life going. It just seemed like that they were not really ready to play this game. They weren't ready for the neutral zone trap and the physicality that the Islanders brought in this game. And remember, the Islanders are very much holding on to a wild card um, spot in the playoffs by a threat. They're only up by like three points at the time of this recording. So the Islanders know that every game at this point for them is, is going to definitely dictate whether they get in the playoffs or not. So every point counts. And they clearly came out with a sense of urgency. The Devils did not, quite frankly. But once the third period started, then the Devils started to get their game going. That was kind of the important thing. They started to create a lot of good chances, but Ilya Sorokin just continued to frustrate the... Um, Continued to frustrate the Devils, uh, you know, numerous times. And then we had a situation where the Devils had appeared to score off the skate of Tomas Tatar and in. This was about with about six, seven minutes to go. And the ref immediately waved it off. And then they ended up deciding to review it. There was no challenge. The refs just wanted to look at it themselves. So we go back and you look at the replay and... As much as I wish this wasn't the case, it very much looked like the Tatar kicked it in. Um, you could see that Tatar wasn't completely arguing with it. I think he was hoping that maybe he would get away with it. And we really don't know where the game would have gone at that point if the Devils had tied it. Maybe they still end up not winning this game. But it certainly would have given them momentum at that point because they had been playing a really good third period. Which, again, if we can take what the Devils did in the third period and, you know, use that in the first and second periods, the Devils win this game. Like, that's just the way that I look at it. Um, but the refs ended up coming back. They waved off the goal, no goal. And then not too long after that, Andre Pilat with a blind pass in the slot in the defensive zone, trying to get it to Hughes. It's taken away by Kyle Palmieri, who one times it past VTech and in for his second goal of the night, 15th of the year. And it is three to one Islanders. And at that point, with 4.35 to go, you knew that was pretty much going to be it. That the Devils were probably not going to mount any sort of miraculous comeback. And not only did the Devils not do that, they proceeded to give up two empty net goals. One of them being shorthanded. Bo Horvat got the first, his 37th of the year. And then Zach Parise, another former devil and the last devil before Jack Hughes to reach 40 goals in the season in the red and black, got himself a goal 21st of the year for number 11. And that is how this one ended as the Devils dropped this one on the island by a pretty bad score of 5 to one. And yeah, at the end of the day, it was a really, really annoying loss. It was really annoying because no disrespect to the New York Islanders, but this was supposed to be one of those games that the Devils should have been the better team, should have played better, and they didn't. Nobody is asking this Devils team to win every game moving forward, although ideally that would be great. I mean, then you would really grab momentum going into the playoffs. But to not even put up a good enough fight through 60 minutes 
is the thing that really irritates me. It's irritating to me that it took until the third period for this team to wake up. And if it wasn't for Vitek standing on his head many times in this one, you know, the, de- the Devils would have lost by even more. And yeah, it was 5-1, to one, but two of those goals are empty netters. So if you take those away, it's only a 3-1 to one loss. Doesn't look as bad. Um, I don't, you know, the top line guys, you know, they were in and out, honestly. I was really irritated that Timo Meyer played on three different lines. You know, in this game, I don't know what exactly is going on with that. Um, and yes, you can go down and say again that the Devils did get goalied, and to an extent they did. Sorokin stopped 30 of the 31 shots that he faced in this one, and there were times where it was still 2-1, to one, and we were we were pushing and pushing and just couldn't get one past him. And yeah, Tatar scored, but it was waved off due to a kicking motion. So it really, so it didn't count at the end of the day. So overall, a uh, really annoying loss. And again, it's not completely that we lost for me. It's more of that we didn't really come out and play well. And we looked really slow. We looked like what we've seen from the last couple of years. And even in uh, December earlier this season, like just not a lot of fight, not a lot of, you know, everything. And it just wasn't a good game. So with that loss, that's the devil's 20th regulation loss of the year. So they dropped to 46, 20 and eight while the Islanders improved to 38, 28 and nine on the season. So VTech once again, will have to wait another game to potentially reach 30 wins on the season. He is currently stuck on 29. Kyle Palmieri, two goals and an assist against this former team, and you add on an empty net goal from Zach Parise, that's three goals and an assist uh, for former Devils against the Devils themselves. And that's obviously something as well that I've grown very accustomed to seeing and, quite frankly, very annoyed. So, yeah, overall, annoying-ass loss. And considering what's going on across the across the Hudson River right now, um, things are not looking the way that we were um, looking at just about a week and a half ago. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boasts all tournament long. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. And there's so many different really awesome games that are happening this upcoming Sweet 16. You have some underdog picks, particularly teams like Princeton and FAU. And even, despite Tom Izzo being the head coach, even Michigan State is a team that people are unsure about but could be primed to get major upsets moving forward. So, with all that going on, I have an offer for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
So the last thing I wanted to quickly uh, talk with you guys is somewhat of a rant. Like I feel like I haven't, I feel like I haven't really ranted. I think the last time I went on a full fledged like rant that you guys have heard a lot the last couple of seasons uh, was probably after the first two games of this year. So you think about it, that's about five months ago. Times have changed. Times have certainly changed. But I want to talk about Lindy Ruff. I want to talk about Lindy Ruff because. Prior to the game against the Islanders, um, I think it was Elliot Freeman or Pierre Lebrun, one of the two, that uh, put out a report that Lindy Ruff, it sounds like he wants to continue coaching after this year. Um, obviously, you know, the Devils could certainly keep him around if that's what they feel like they want to do. Um, they could, they, they don't, they won't fire him because regardless of how the season ends, his contract will be up. So And he may get an opportunity to go coach somewhere else, and he may just do that. He could still ultimately retire. Um, but this has been certainly a topic of discussion and a topic of debate amongst us in New Jersey Devils world about whether or not Lindy Ruff should come back. In terms of the Devils, should they feel that they want to bring him back or do they want to go in a different direction? Um as I mentioned at the beginning of the season, I had, and I said it several times throughout the year that Lindy Ruff, in my opinion, would have to go at least to the conference finals for me to believe that he, that for me to say, yes, I want to bring him back. I mean, to me, even if the Devils were to get knocked out in however many games in the first round of the playoffs, I don't know if the Devils, I don't think it makes sense for them to bring Lindy Ruff back because Lindy Ruff was brought in to kind of really get the core of this team going, especially offensively. And that's what he has done. If you look at that, just from that perspective, it has, it has certainly improved. Wins and losses, obviously, up until this year, just wasn't there. And the other factor is the fact that Andrew Burnett, currently the uh, – the um, not the assistant coach. I don't know why I'm blanking on uh, associate coach of the Devils, um, who also is in charge of the offensive power play, you know, is, is here. And he was hired as an associate coach, which to a lot of people is translation to head coach in waiting. Um, that might still be the plan. The plan still might be that regardless of what happens, the Devils may move forward with Andrew Burnett and make him the next head coach of this team after this year and kind of, you know, go from there. Uh, and again, Burnett could also get an offer from another team and he may just decide to go as well. I do not know. I don't know what the situation will be. And again, we won't have to make those decisions until later on uh, this year. But I want to talk about Lindy Ruff because what he's been doing recently is irritating me. It's very, very, ir very irritable. I don't know why he thinks 11 by 7, 11 forwards, 7 defensemen, that type of lineup works with this team because it doesn't. Maybe it has to do with the fact that over the last handful of games, we've given up a lot more goals than maybe Lindy would like. But to me personally, with a young, fast, offensive-minded team, you reeling them back in, to try to play a more defensive game and try to not be as aggressive offensively and not take as many chances ultimately hurts the team more than it does any good. I mean, if you look at the two games that he's gone 11 by seven, we've still given up a crap load of goals. I mean, if you count even the empty net goals that the Islanders scored, 
and then everything that happened in the Ottawa game, that's eight goals in the last two games. And even if you take away the two updated goals, that's still six goals in the last two games. So if you were hoping that 11 by 7 would make this team better defensively, it's not working. It's just not working. This may be a combination of teams have figured this out. I think also, quite frankly, at times I feel the coaching staff of this team doesn't do a good enough job of learning from their mistakes and making the necessary corrections. I, again, I don't know why that is not happening. I don't know why things are not changing. Um, but 11 by 7 needs to be scrapped moving forward. You have some of the most most talented, most up-and-coming talent in the NHL. Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, Timo Meyer. You know, you have all this talent here, all this young, high-flying talent, and you're not putting them in the best possible position to succeed by removing one forward. Do I think Jesper Boquist being in the lineup would have made a huge difference. It's not going to make a massive difference, but he's another guy, young, speedy, a little bit dynamic, can make some plays, and he's done well when he's gotten in the lineup. So to take him out, add in a seventh defenseman, probably Brendan Smith, didn't do anything the last two games. And who knows if it's that Lindy is trying to get guys into games before the season. I don't know. But the bottom line is that when you start making this team defensive like we've seen in years past defensive conservative it just hurts this team's growth you need to stick with what has gotten you to this point what has gotten you to 46 wins and 100 points and right now the third best team in the NHL by allowing your young scoring players to you know play freely and just play hockey by you reeling them back in and still treating them like they're 17, 18-year-olds and that this is the first year of a rebuild is not going to help this team. And so you're killing any sort of momentum. And yes, the Devils over the last couple of, you know, couple of weeks have not played well. Have not played well. They haven't played up to the level that they're capable of. And that's really frustrating and worrisome because we have seven, we have eight games to go this season. We have eight games to go. There's still plenty of time to get some things going here, but you need to get some momentum and some confidence and a good amount of chemistry for the playoffs because otherwise you're going to get knocked out very quickly. And that's kind of the thing that's frustrating now. And yeah, goaltending has certainly not helped. You know, it hasn't been as consistent as it was before. I'm still very hesitant about the whole VTech blackwood tandem. Uh, neither one of them have looked good in their last starts, respectively. But again, I felt like VTech had a pretty decent game uh, against the Islanders. He was just at times, just got very little help. Um, doesn't help, though, that he gave up three goals, but that's besides the point. The reality is, is that you're not giving this team any sort of, you're, you're kind of killing their confidence, basically. And the other thing is this. If you want Timo Meyer to gain chemistry with whoever he's playing, stop moving him to di you know several different lines. Stop giving up on lines two, three minutes into the game when they haven't done anything yet. Please stop doing that. Because the longer you do that, the less and less confidence this team has. You can see it. He screws up the lines 
right as the game starts because things are not flowing right away. Give these guys a couple of shifts. Give these guys a period, two periods, a whole freaking game. Let them figure it out. Let them learn. Let them learn from their mistakes because they're not going to get any better if you're going to punish them every time they make the smallest mistake. It does not work. doesn't work for this team. And Lindy Ruff should know that by now. And so I'm hoping he talked to the media today after practice and did, and did you know, put out there that there could be a very good chance we go back to 12, uh, 12 v. 6, which should be exactly what we do the rest of the way, um, because I think that we need to do that. And I, and I don't want to hear about, oh, we do that sometimes because of matchups against the other team. No, forget that. Do what you, Do what is best for the team. Keep the system that is working for this team because right now you trying to change a system and trying to be more conservative defensive is not going to help this team. And look, obviously Thursday, tomorrow is a massive game. The Rangers are two points behind us right now in the standings and have been playing really, really good hockey of late. If you look at our last 10, we've gone 4-4-2. and That's two games below 500. The Rangers, 8-1-1, one, and one, and on a three-game winning streak. They are playing as good of hockey as they have played all year long. Their top guys, even the guys they got you know, in trades, Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, and all them, they're starting to really click. That whole team in general is starting to really click. Right now with us, we're kind of sputtering. We are sputtering a bunch. This is not the time to be doing that. And tomorrow's a massive game. And Lindy Ruff needs to understand that from an emotional standpoint and not just try to be conservative in the hopes that things are going to work out. You need to let these guys go out there and be freewheeling and do what they do best. And that is use their speed, their skill, and get pucks in the back of the net because it's going to happen. You know, this whole thing about us getting goalied, it's going to change. It changed for Jack Hughes. He scored three goals in his last three games. He has played... Much better of late. You just got to let these guys go. Got to let them go. Got to let them play and take a one period, one shift at a time, and things are going to improve. But they're not going to improve if you're going to prevent this team from playing the way that they're capable of playing. So, yeah, that's really the way that I look at it. So you're looking at it right now. Devils, got eight games to go, including this big one against the Rangers. This is the time to really get things rolling again. Get some momentum. Get back to where you were in November when we were winning those 13 games in a row. Get back to that level of play. It's not that hard to do. It's not that hard. You just got to let these guys go out there and do what they need to do. But before I really uh, I uh, sign off for this episode, guys, I do want to mention I will um, I will make this announcement on social media as well, but I'm going to be doing a Devil's State of Mind meetup for Thursday night's game at home against the Rangers. I will be there. I will be in section 19 for this one. And I'm going to do a meetup right outside section 19 by the big uh, devil's scripted sign. I think a lot of you guys, if you've been to the rock, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to be there. Uh, I think I'm going to probably be there around the, at the end of the first period. So if anybody wants to meet up, and just come by and say hi, and you know we take a picture together. That would be awesome. Just want to have the opportunity to get to meet some of the some of you guys that support the podcast and everything like that. Just means a lot to me because I know you guys are the big reason why the podcast is where it is right now. So 
yeah, we're going to do a meetup. I will share it on social media. And I look forward to seeing many of you during the first intermission at tomorrow's game against the New York Rangers. It's going to be an exciting and electric atmosphere, sold out crowd. Definitely a preview of what very well could be the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And also, the Devils can find a way to win. You will finish the season series winning three out of the four games and winning both at home. That is a huge, huge statement to the Rangers and also a huge, huge momentum uh, boost for the team overall. So tomorrow is a must win. Let's go find a way to beat those blue shirts.